It is the first day of June, and this is a brand spanking new episode of Pitch Intense. Oh, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> we are flipping the script today. Normally, we po- we record the podcast and then go see a movie, uh-huh. but we just got back from a movie. We did. Uh, and it was the new Spider-Verse movie. Yep. What is it? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, Across the Spider-Verse. Across the yep, Spider-Verse. Yep. I don't remember what they're called. Yeah. But yeah, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, you can hear Jacob's review tomorrow on... Uh, First in Line, sponsored by Vinyl Cup Records. And last week you did Little Mermaid, right? I did, yep. Yeah. I, I like that, too. Yes! You did like that. Yeah. Uh, you're betting about like 99.9% you've liked, right? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say it's not really much of a surprise, but yeah, there's been one where you're like, I did not like that. Oh, that was that one rom com. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, <laughs> but that's your podcast. Uh, yep. We might talk a little bit about Spider Verse. Uh, we'll probably ruin the whole thing, spoil it for oh. everybody. <laughs> no, nah, we won't do that. Uh, but let's talk about what Pitch Intense is. Pitch of the Tenses uh, podcast. We're two movie fanatics. <laughs> Myself and Jacob get together. Uh, we discuss movies a little bit every week. We talk oh, about yeah. uh, what's coming out, what we're going to watch, what we're excited to watch, what we have watched, etc., etc. And then, to wrap the whole thing up in a beautiful little bow, one of us pitches a movie to the other one. Yep. And you're in the hot seat this week, aren't you? I am, yeah. Yeah, last week I had my... Uh, acclaimed John McClane, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. pitch. Yep, critically acclaimed. By you. Yeah, yep. You were all into it. So, <laughs> yeah. so far, and we have, speaking of batting a thousand, I don't think a pitch has not been greenlit yet. <laughs> oh, it hasn't, Mark. I'm the closest that hasn't got a greenlit. Uh, you did not want to greenlight my Scooby-Doo. Oh, that one was pretty dark. I wrote a, uh, a, a dark, uh, Scooby-Doo, but, uh... And Jacob said it killed his childhood, but he still would watch it, so he greenlit it. <laughs> I think he was just trying to be nice. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, this week I saw a thing. Remember that Velma show we watched? Yeah. I saw a tweet saying it was the most in-demand show for a season two, and I was like, is that true? That feels made up. <laughs> I, it just is like, yeah. I was like, where'd they get those statistics? Who, who said that? Was it Max? It was... It, no, it, I think they got might have got it from Max, but it was this cartoon news page I follow. I think they're called Cartoon Base. And normally they post legit stuff a lot, so it was weird. Maybe the show got better. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I stopped at episode two. Did anybody start uh, talking about it afterwards? Like, Well, everybody in the comments of that post was like, what? So I don't know. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. It, uh, I, I haven't heard anything positive. I mean, if I'm honest. Well, I, if they're getting, I mean, and they're purging all this stuff now. It's like yeah. we're not keeping this. Something as reviled as Velma, you cannot see them wanting to keep it. Yeah. I do now, let the, alone give it a second season. I do think a lot of people watched it to get mad at it. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't watch it to get mad at it, but I was like, definitely, it piqued my interest yeah. enough where I was like, all right, I want to see what this is. But not enough to keep going. That was Well, me. no, I didn't, I didn't think it was funny. Yeah. Um, a lot of times where it's something like that, where it's trying to be, it's a, it's like a product that's trying to be kitschy and, uh-huh. and like, you know, it's like a child's product, but they, they age it up. Yeah. It goes a little too far where it becomes like so... Just a parody of itself, and and I my thing with it was everybody in it was just so darn mean. Like no, it's it's like it's like South Park or the Adult yeah. Swim stuff. Like what really worked on Adult Swim worked really well, and yeah. then you had all these people that would try and ape it and do their mm-hmm. thing, and it would just it would just be mean spirited and just not funny and just would not work. 
I mean, if they made a horror movie of killing off those characters and Velma, I'd be like, yeah! Yeah, <laughs> I'm cheering for the villain. Oh, sorry, that's mean. But, no, I didn't like well, it. Wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. It was not a good... I don't know. Maybe it got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had good people involved. Yeah, well, it was funny because, um, you know, Mindy Kaling wrote it and she watched... Not watched. She wrote The Office. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if she got a job because I mean, she watched the she, show. Uh, I watched The Office, too. Where's my show? <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I was watching this show with my sister. And both my, uh, my sisters, Madison and Mackenzie, watch it. It's called Never Have I Ever. And it's like a show about... That's loosely based off Mindy Kaling's, like, childhood. And... I was watching it. It was really good. It's on Netflix, and it's a good coming-of-age high school show, you know? And it was funny and charming, and I liked her character a lot in it and her friends. And one thing that's really funny about it is they have John McEnroe, the tennis player, narrate it. And it's really weird hearing his voice narrate a teenage girl sitcom. And Why? Because, so I guess in the show, her dad, who passed away in the show... His favorite tennis player was John McEnroe. So they have him come in and narrate it. It's kind of a clever idea, but it's it, it makes the narration funnier. So, like, a joke will happen, and John McEnroe will react as the narrator, and it makes that, like, ten times funnier. Because it's just, like, the most off-the-wall person. Okay. Like, like well, one of the girls will say something, like, offensive, and then John McEnroe will be like, Oh, she did not say that. And it's really funny. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a pretty good show. I only Is that saw the a best narrator episodes. you've seen in a show? Probably the most interesting. Ron Howard, I think, from Arrested Development is still the best. Oh, he, oh yeah. He's so funny and quick-witted in that. Yeah, so I did not next. see that. That's very weird. It, it was good. I, I was actually tempted to go back and watch the whole thing because when I started watching it with McKenzie, and Madison told me I'd like it, but I was like, I don't know because it seems like maybe I moved not on from yeah, like those high school shows. But then I, I watched it. I was like, this is really good. So What's I, it I'm, on? Netflix. So, okay. yeah, I'm thinking about going back and rewatching Never Have I Ever. But And I think they just came out with the final season, just like here soon or this week or something. Speaking of final seasons. Oh, man. That's a good segue. Ted Mark. Lasso. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, uh, how many buckets did you cry? Oh, it was emotional. But happy emotional too. It was it, well. It always is. Yeah. Even when it's even when it's like difficult, it's uh-huh. always like good. Yeah. Um. So what do you think? Uh, we won't. Let's again. No spoilers on this one. But you got me into Ted Lasso. You and my friend Greg would always tell me, "Hey, are you watching Ted Lasso?" Uh huh. And I didn't have access to Apple Plus, and now finally I'm starting to watch it, mm-hmm. and it's like, it, it's it lives up to the hype. Yeah. It really did. It's so was, good. Like I tell my dad, like you need to watch this show. The best ep, my my favorite episode. They had one episode this season that came close, but I think my all time favorite episode is the one where they need to get rid of the angry spirits. That's a good one. And they have to sacrifice something. Yeah. Uh, and they all go out and do that on the. That was a great episode. Uh-huh. Uh Uh, that was such a good episode. This is just, it just. <sighs> This season, you you learned something major about a character last episode. Uh huh. Did not see that coming at yeah, all. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that kind of just hit you in the gut. Yep. And it's just like, uh, and it's like, Ted Lasso is as close to Jesus as any character's ever got. <laughs> does he have any flaws? Well, he does, and I think that's what makes it so good, and the way they reveal some things that have happened in his life and some things he struggles with. It's very smart and very good. Yeah. Like this, because the scenes when I don't want to say what happens, but you find out something about Ted's past 
And it's like one of the... I think it's in season two where you find yeah, it out. Yeah, that was last season. It's one of the most emotional things, I thought. That, well, that and then this season when it, it comes up again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, was it last or two weeks ago? Yep. It was recent. Uh, and you're just... Like, he just lays it all out. Well, I know, yeah, but that's just it. It's just not... He doesn't do it mean. No. He doesn't like, he's, just, he's, he's just being honest. Yeah, yep. He's like feeling honest, like how he just like... I gotta be honest and tell you what I think here Blah blah blah, but man, great show. And and I, I I love the other characters in it, like like Nate. Um, I don't want to say what happens because I feel like his whole arc's kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen it. But just watch, yeah. wa- pay attention to Nate the whole time. That's what I'll say if you've never seen it, because what they do with this character is so impactful, and what they do with Jamie Tart and really everybody, everybody, yeah. except the only person I didn't think got that was um, the, I can't Rebecca, her ex husband. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't like. I mean, uh, it, it's such a good show. Uh, He's a wanker. I'm gonna. He is a wanker. <laughs> gonna miss it. Uh, it made me feel good. The ending's one of the best finales. I think it, they ended on such a good point. Yeah, though. but and actually, after watching that, I was just like, well, where can you go? Yeah, you could tell they had a plan. Yeah, it's just like it is. It's like a. It's it, it's sort of like how Breaking Bad was a six season movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the, this is a three season movie. And luckily, the episodes are not super long, so... They get longer, though, I noticed. Well, yeah, this last one, I <laughs> watched one it... That's almost like movie length. I know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Uh-huh. Uh, but no, it was so good. Yeah. Great, great, great movie, or great show, uh, Ted Lasso. Um, hit a home run for, I uh, can't think of a soccer metaphor. Goal! Goal! <laughs> they yell I, it. Uh, football is life. Oh, I love that guy. Oh, he was so many good people. He was. I love that when he was super mean to his friend when uh-huh. it was like the World Cup stuff. Uh, that was great. Anyway, so Ted Lasso, we said goodbye to this week. Uh, I guess Barry ended too. I heard that ended on a high note. I still haven't watched the whole thing. I, uh, I've seen good, the first season and it was great. A very good friend of mine, uh, Wes, has raved about it. And he mm-hmm. was like, it's so good. He was like, and they nailed... We actually got into a conversation. This would be good for the show. What what show do you think nailed the ending of the final episode? He said this did... So I guess Ted Lasso does. Ted Lasso. I really love the final episode of The Office. I think it's really good. You know it's weird? We actually talked about how The Office really dropped it. Really? Well, so the last two seasons aren't as good. But I do think that final episode is, that where is really good. Dwight and uh, What's-Her-Face get married? Yeah. And they go back to the office at the end of it and kind of end things. And there's there's just so many good things about it. Like, that, that, I, that episode is some of my favorite lines in the series. Like, I, I love when Andy says, I wish you could know you were in the good times before you left them. That's like... All-time favorite TV line. One that of is a good line. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but Michael Scott leaving, that's obviously a big point where a lot of people thought it should end, and it probably should have. I thought, um, yeah, Ed Helms was a character. He, When he first appeared, I really liked him. Uh-huh. And then after a while, I was like, I, I think I'm done with it. It was like guy. they didn't know what to do with him. Yeah, I did yeah. not like, especially when he started making all those hangover movies. Yeah. And he kept having to leave. Yeah, yeah he just he yeah, seriously gets on a boat and leaves the show. Which... <laughs> It's I have really worked weird. in an office, and I can tell you for a fact, that is not going to fly. No, you would get fired. You don't keep your job, Hollywood. Yeah. You don't get to just say, hey, I'm going to go on a boat for a while, hold uh-huh. my job until I'm back. And the funny thing is, I liked him as a boss, and then he did that, and he comes back and you hate him. He's like a jerk. 
Was and he was with Aaron for a while. Yeah, he was, and then he just leaves her, and then Aaron gets with the the guy who kind of looks like Jim but isn't. You know, yeah, it's really, really weird. I what they she choose. was super cute. They she did a is. they did a good job of casting like not necessarily hot girls, but uh, like girl next door, cute girls. Oh, like Pam, yeah. Oh, Pam is yeah, Pam's adorable. Yeah. So okay, so you thought you honestly you thought that nailed the ending? I love the very last episode. I think it's great. Mm. I, I I think it, you got to watch some not so good stuff to get there, but I think. That last episode, I think, ends things pretty well. Because uh, we were talking about what did not nail the ending, mm-hmm. and we both said Game of Thrones. I still haven't seen that. So no. <laughs> I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why they did it. Because uh, uh-huh. it was so hot. Yeah. Everybody was raving about it. And then HBO was like, uh, we're just going to end it. And it was like, what? Like It was like, it was like taking another comedian off while he's on. Uh-huh. Like, while he's in, like, on top. Yeah. It didn't make any sense, and then they rushed through all this stuff. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, my good friend Wes, he was saying that he thought it was because, uh, like, the producers and the writers were supposed to be working on other things, so they yeah. were trying to get done. But I always, I, I always thought that maybe because all those people in it that didn't get killed right away became big stars, uh-huh. and their contracts started getting huge. And oh, it's probably and true. And HBO was like, Meh, "We're not doing that." <laughs> But that, but that's probably wrong because then they greenlit another one. So yeah. I don't know that I did not understand. I, uh, I thought that dropped it. Uh, Dexter dropped it. As much as I love Dexter, I did not. I mean, yeah. After like season four, you kind of check out. Yeah, and and I. I don't mind the ending of New Blood, but I wouldn't call that nailing it either. You know what I no, mean? No, that that felt like they heard everybody that was upset with yeah. it, and they wanted to rectify it. Uh huh. Um, I think they saw Logan, and were like, "We should of. do that." I don't. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I, that's what it felt like. <laughs> I I did like this season. Yeah, I think my thing was too that. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. My some of my favorite shows all have that same moment. Yeah. Where like something will happen uh-huh. and I'm like hooked. Yeah. Uh, like I can think of it like that Breaking Bad, which Breaking Bad is a show I do think nailed it. Uh huh. The entire I still way need to see that too, Mark. The, <laughs> dude, the entire way through, especially the last couple episodes where it's just building up to something major. Yeah. That show, Breaking Bad is. Maybe the best TV show ever. Uh, seriously, nice. Not that's not The Simpsons. That's yeah. not an animated sitcom on Fox or King of the Hill or King of the Hill. Yeah. Uh, but no, it seriously is one of the best. Like, holy crap, mm-hmm. Dexter! I loved, and I realized how much I missed it when I started watching New Blood. I'm going to give away some Dexter New Blood spoilers. So, uh, if you haven't watched it and you're thinking about watching, having a chance, uh, skip ahead a little bit. But the first episode, I remember it was so strange, and I didn't even realize at the time, but like half of the episode, there's no narration. Mm-hmm. There's no yep. voiceover yeah. by Dexter. And I, and I couldn't put my finger on it at the, at, for a while. Like, what is Something's off? weird. Yeah. Something's off about this. And I couldn't figure out why. And then Dexter kills the guy. And then suddenly you hear him say, it's been a long time. And I, like, clap my hands. Yeah. I was like, yeah, It was a great moment. That was so good. And so it's like, 
The villain in that season's great too. I think the villain, uh, Clancy Brown's normally he's great. so he's, good. He's Mr. Krabs. He's the same character as from SpongeBob. Yeah. Uh, it's always weird. It's always strange to me that he's Mr. Krabs. But yeah, he is. Did you know that? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. looking at me like what? No, I've known that. Yeah. The guard from Shawshank. <laughs> yeah, he's Mr. Krabs. Yep. Uh, somebody should either take quotes from. Spongebob and put them in there uh-huh. it's Shawshank or Shawshank quotes and put them in uh, Spongebob it would work either way uh, that n- nailed the ending uh, you're spending er, all my money nah! he's holding Andy off the uh, that was uh, that but Breaking Bad definitely nailed the ending oh what else nailed the ending uh, Lost didn't I've never seen that. I realize there's a lot of drama shows I haven't seen, Mark. Lost was Lost was a show that, at hindsight, I realize watching it and trying to figure out what was happening was the most fun. That was the fun part. Well, actually, just a couple weeks ago, I was having a conversation with one of my buddies at work, and he said every week him and your brother and a bunch of other people would get together yeah. in the office and just talk about Lost for like a half hour Dude, once that, a week. Well, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. This is so weird. So, Lost did a thing, and then Breaking Bad does it. Mm-hmm. And then another show, which I'll bring up here, which is completely unrelated to the other two. <laughs> what they do is, what they'll do in those shows is they will introduce something that is almost minor. Yeah. So it's like an almost a minor thing will be introduced like in season like one or two. Yeah. Uh, like maybe it's like a, a pamphlet or something uh-huh. that is almost inconsequential, doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's important for that episode and then it's off to the side. And then as the show goes on, that minor thing that is introduced becomes a major and it's super important now. I love that kind of stuff. That and they did like Lost did that all the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Breaking Bad was really good with that, and then the other show, and I'll probably get laughed at, but it's true, uh, was Gargoyles from Disney, because <laughs> that would they would give, like, they would give these like magic talismans. <laughs> That's funny. To somebody, yeah, and like one episode, this magic thing would be a major plot point. Uh huh. And then it, they would wrap up that episode, and then that that would be put to the side. And then later on, somebody would come back and get it, and then like that thing again would be a huge problem for like the rest of the season. And that that's how like I love it when shows do that, where it almost rewards you for keep watching and for paying attention. Yes, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, uh, that's a show that nailed the ending was Gargoyles. Uh-huh. Mark, that should have been on my list of live action remakes. You, that need to yes, in you're my first podcast. in line. You did your uh, when you talked about Little Mermaid, your di- live action Disney remake. That would be mine. I, I wasn't even thinking about TV shows, and now that I think that, I was like, man. Well, that they keep saying like Jordan Peele is like. I don't think that's true, but I wish it was. It would be cool uh, as long as you get the same voice cast. Yeah, like, the ones that are alive. Uh, well, Keith David's still alive. He was in that, right? Yeah, he yeah. was Goliath. So he'd be perfect. I mean, the show is so good. Yeah. You have no idea. Well, Mark, another... So, I still haven't seen... Do you want to talk about Gargoyles the rest of this episode? Because I will explain everything. I could probably go through every episode of Gargoyles for you. (laughs) We could do... It'd be funny if we just turned into, like, a Gargoyles rewatch podcast. Like, like however many episodes in we we, are. We won't even talk... (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We just just switch in the middle of an episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, we no longer pitch movies. I'm just going to explain. I could probably go through every... I've watched that show so many times, I could probably go through every episode. Almost like every arc, beat by beat for you right now, if you dare. Well, it would be funny because I've seen bits and pieces when I was a kid. So it'd be interesting to have me watch them kind of for the first time. And then you have them... You'd be the expert. Well, That's a good idea for a podcast. That is a good idea. <laughs> oh, Gargoyles is so good. It's that's the podcast. new. That's the new podcast. <laughs> is me explaining. If I ever got, I've tried to work it into a conversation where I can explain Gargoyles. everything that happens in Gargoyles, uh-huh. and nobody will let me because they'll either say I'm not interested or I want to watch it. Mostly, it's I'm not oh. interested. But I swear to you, I could probably go. This happens, and this happens, this leads to that, that introduces this person, he's there because of this guy, and this happens because of this, and that's why they're doing this. It's the craziest show. I loved it. There's so so many connections, Mark. It really was. It was like, the holy trinity of 90s uh, animated shows was Gargoyles, Batman, and X-Men. Yeah. That's my opinion. Oh, Mark, speaking of TV shows, another one that I haven't seen, I've just seen a few episodes of, and these are all these drama shows, I always say I'm going to go back and watch them. And yeah. I just never get around to it, just because I forget, and it's life. Yeah. But The Sopranos, I know that ending is controversial. Don't spoil it, but what is your opinion on it? Do you think it's it's good? No. No? Okay. No, no I've uh, I've talked, that, that was one I was talking to Wes about, because we're both big Sopranos fans. Uh-huh. It... it it doesn't really give a definitive answer. Okay. That's it, what I've heard, yeah. Yeah, it kind of does, where it's just like, they're saying, like, if you watch the show, this is what it's saying. Yeah. But I think what they were really doing is, because I was, I think, because, you know, remember Sex and the City ended, and then they did movies. Yeah, entourage show. Did, yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to leave it open for a movie. Or a reboot or something. Yeah, like so it's like, so, it... It ends, but in a way where you can just sort of... It's up to your own interpretation. Yeah, keep okay. coming back. Yeah. That's what I think it was. I could be wrong. Uh, Wes has a completely different theory, which in hindsight, now that they're not going to be able to do a movie, I'm uh-huh. going to go with that. That's probably right. Yeah. But, uh, man, uh, that was a disappointing ending, especially at the time when it happened. I was just like, what What was that? HBO just must not be good with endings. They did Barry. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Barry, I hear, was a great ending. Uh, and and um, I know a lot of people, and my dad have said they really liked the ending to that funeral home show. Um, oh, Six, six feet, feet Under, which yeah. Dexter was in, yes. ironically. And he talks to dead people in that, too, oddly enough. But, Does he talk to them? Yeah, yeah, it's in his head, obviously. Oh. He talks to his dead dad. <laughs> too. It's Jeez, weird. It's really going. weird that he's yeah. been in two shows that he does that with. <laughs> that I've actually seen the ending of that one. Yeah. Do you know how that? I, can, I know how that ends. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. in case you haven't seen it, all it does it's it's a show about a mortuary. Yeah. And what they do is it just goes through. You see all the main characters and how they die. Uh huh. Um, like where they're at in their life when they get killed or they die or some people get killed. So it's pretty sad. Well, every episode begins with a person getting killed. Or dying. Yeah, dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah interesting. It's really dark. It is, kind but of. funny, too, at the same time. I've heard... Yeah, that, that's an ending that doesn't really give the show away, because uh-huh. I don't know what happens in the show, but I have seen the ending. Yeah. Where they just you just see them all, like, uh, aged up, and then, you know, their final moments in life. Um, yeah, Dexter's, Dexter's in that. He's... Yeah, he, he hit one out of the park and then missed oh, one, I yeah, guess. Yeah. He's uh, a great actor, though. Michael C. Hall. I... 
loved him in Dexter, and I think he's just so perfect in that show. You know, perfectly cast and everything. Uh, I, I can't think. I don't think he does enough for me. I'd like to see him more. Have you ever seen Game Night? I have. He's in that too. Yeah. But Jesse Plemons is kind of the best part of Game Night, I think. I don't remember who Jesse Plemons is. Oh, he, he's good, Mark. He's really great. I have to watch it. I just remember Gerard Butler. It's like, because you control felons. Oh, you're like thinking game. of Gamer. Oh, oh yes. yes. Game Night's with Jason Bateman. Oh, and... Jesse Plemons is, uh, he's from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he is in that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I know who he is. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never seen Game oh, Night. Oh, you, you've got to see Game yeah, Night. Dexter, Hall, Dexter is in uh, Gamer as well. Gamer's not good. Yeah. I didn't like that movie. I, seen it I turned it off, actually. Ooh, was that on First in Line? No, oh, no, that was way before First in Line. That was like when I was in high school when I saw that movie. I yeah, think. And I've never seen that movie. It was in the $5 pile, and we bought it, and my dad and I were watching it, I remember, and my dad's like, I don't get this movie. And we both liked Gerard Butler, you know, he was yeah. in a few movies at the time, and we turned it off, and we never watched it again. Yeah, I didn't like it either. Yeah. Uh, what? I watched the new Shaft. Oh, I like that one. Did you like yeah. it? Yeah. It was interesting. That, it was kind of funny. Like, I, I, I liked, um, I've never seen the original Shafts, but I've seen the one from 2000 and the new one. Yeah. Which, they're connected. They're like sequels. Yeah. The I same, think they're all connected, actually. Yeah, the, the old Shaft. Yeah. That's the original Shaft from the 90s. Because he's Uncle Shaft, right? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, anyway, I don't know why I brought that up. I went to Vegas, so I had some downtime, and I was like, didn't want to go anywhere, so. And mm-hmm. uh, my Airbnb, I uh, had internet, but they didn't have any uh, like I, it, they weren't logged into anything, uh-huh. so I was on Tubi all weekend. So I was watching uh, movies I hadn't watched, and that was one of them I watched. I finally got around to watching the new Shaft. It's funny too because there's three movies in that franchise called Shaft. That's true. <laughs> this one is totally different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very weird. Anyway, uh, we did go see Spider Verse. Yep, really good. It's. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's quite shocking how what those guys can do. Uh, Speaking of nailing it, they did it again. I mean, they this, and I will say, I need to watch it again because I don't know if I was just really pumped, but I thought for a while there it was getting a little long. There are was, parts of it that drag a little bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like stuff with his family. I was like, I get, I get it. Yeah, I get They're it. They're having conflict. Yeah, yeah. let's mm-hmm. spider up now. Yeah, I get it. I get your issue. Um, but man, Jason Schwartzman is a spot. I love it when I love whatever a C or D list character gets some sort of. I just love those types of characters that are uh-huh. just so stupid. Yeah. And man, they're turning him into a major, a major threat. It looked like it does. Like, yeah. Uh, and so I'm very excited for where this is going to go. Very interesting. If you're a Spider-Man fan like me, there are so many Easter eggs. There's literally, I could, I was leaning over to Jacob, I think at times, I was like, well, this is that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, there are so many different, of course, Spider-Men in the series uh, that I was like, yep, that's that guy, that's that guy. Um, and then Andy Samberg, this was announced in the press, so it's going to give it, he plays the Ben Riley Scarlet Spider, and he, he's really funny in it. <laughs> it takes a cue from where they were in the comics in the time, so he's constantly, uh, brooding and thinking about things his life which is how those comics read uh where it's just like i can't believe all this stuff i'm just a clone he didn't bring up being a clone this time so i don't know if he is a clone or not but 
Uh, it was great. Yeah. It was really good. It was good. There is a Spider-Man in it who reminds me of the Football is Life guy from Sp- uh, Dead Lasso. <laughs> he was my favorite. He was great. <laughs> Spider-Punk made me so happy. He was good, too. He was really cool. Yeah. Which uh, I just got back from Las Vegas, and I went to the Punk Rock Museum. Uh-huh. And uh, the punk rock bowling festival, so I'm very punk rocky right now. It's so punk rock. Uh, yeah, and he was. Oh yeah, he's he he has a thick like Cockney accent. Yeah, you you, you, you trouble understanding him at times, which I which is part of the his charm, I guess. So. And the animation on him was just cool. Too. It is. He he yeah. looks. It, yeah, they kept him. I don't know why they kept him so much out of the ads when he was he was like. In merchandising, he uh-huh. had toys like there's a, a Spider Punk mask you yeah. can buy, and there were pictures of him too and stuff. Yeah, but, but they kept him out of that. But yeah, it's the way his animation is. It's it's almost like an old punk mag, where it's like different, uh, like cut up pieces of paper and like, like a they, zine. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah, the punk magazines they yeah. used to make in the seventies, which I saw at a museum. Yeah, so very good stuff. Uh, Spider-Verse, probably going to be the best comic book movie of the year. I don't know what it's competing against with now. What do we have the left? Flash? Oh, yeah, we still got Flash, which I think it's going to be better than Flash. It is, it's pretty good. It's going to be hard for Flash to top that. Um, the only way Flash is going to be better is if Ezra Miller goes to all of our houses and threatens to beat us up. Yeah, we don't like, like you it. have to like it. I will beat you up. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so... Spider Punk is great, or uh, Into the Spider Verse, Across the Spider Verse was great. We both loved it. You can hear Jacob's review at First in Line, sponsored by Vinyl Cup Records on Friday. Also, uh, what is our uh, Instagram? Do you remember? Oh, that? yeah. Um, let me pull it up real quick just to make sure. While you whip that out, uh, I, do, uh, I do share these podcasts on my Patreon. So if you want to listen to this on my Patreon, you're welcome to uh, check it out there. I also I uploaded a bunch of pictures from my Las Vegas trip. Yeah. So uh, that was a lot of fun. I was in a mosh pit. I thought I was going to die. There was a T-Rex and a banana there, <laughs> which is weird. <laughs> there it almost was... sounds like Spider-Verse. It does. <laughs> it does. There was That's the punk mosh pitters. Uh, there was a guy in a wheelchair. A guy in a wheelchair was in the pit while people were like running around pushing each other. Yeah. And I think he wanted to be there. Really? Well, I hope to God he did. <laughs> yeah. I hope somebody didn't just put him there and like, screw you, old man. That'd be terrible. But yeah. I feel like I feel like the vibe I got from him was looking at him was he was like a punker when he was a kid. Uh-huh. And he can't do it anymore. He can't stand up anymore. Uh-huh. And he said to him, put me in there. I want to be in there like I used to be. That's cool. And he's like, I'm still going to do it. And yeah. so they did it. They put him there. He was right behind me. I stood behind him hoping people wouldn't push into me so much, but I got pushed a lot. Uh-huh. I had to help one guy to his uh, to his feet because he got knocked down pretty hard. Oh, man. Thought he was going to die. Yeah, it was it was crazy. A couple people hit me in the back of the head when they were, you know, crowd surfing. I had to turn around and lift them up. It was very punk rock, Mark. It was so fun. Rancid, when we saw Rancid, uh-huh. Rancid was such a – they were so – um, so crazy. They broke the barrier for like forty minutes. Really? Yeah, they had to take a break for forty minutes so they could fix the barrier. Oh man, it was it was nuts. Uh, that one, I was like, I'm not gonna go all the way up there. Like, I almost died for me versus the Gimme Gibbies. As much as I love Rancid, one of my all time favorite bands, uh-huh. I'm gonna hang out back here. Yeah. So great show, great times, good oldies. But yeah, if you want to see pictures of my adventures there. They're on my Patreon, 
But, Jacob, what's our Instagram? Oh, yeah, it's Pitch Intense Pod, all one word. I don't know why I couldn't think of that, but it's all one word. Uh, and it's like pitch and then the word intense and pod. Nice. Yep, yep. Okay, yeah, so definitely give us a like, follow. We put, uh, Jacob, you asked what your favorite Mother's Day movies. Stuff like that is. And then, of course, we let you know when the new episodes are hitting. Yeah, and, and, and I talked about other things. Sometimes I just put random stuff on there. All your crazy political. Yeah. You know, burn down the government. Oh, they're, yeah. they're all bad. <laughs> that is true, Mark. The world's ending. We yeah. need to build our forts. That's yeah. a lot of what you are. You're a, it's a lot of your uh, our movie podcast and then your doomsday prepping. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a little bit of everything. It is. You're but the, anyway. Best of both worlds. It's also a Kim Possible fan page. Oh, yeah. Plus, you love Kim Possible. Yeah. Just that little, what, naked mole rat? Is that what she had? Oh, Rufus? Yeah, that was Ron's, actually. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch a Kim Possible movie someday. I'll pitch a Boy Meets World movie someday. Oh, that'd be good. Where, what? The guy who voiced Ron was in Boy Meets World. Yeah, no, that's what oh, I okay. brought up. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, but it is pitch time. Yep. We've wasted enough time. Let's get to some pitching. <laughs> Jacob, you're in the hot seat this week. Oh, Are I you know nervous? What? I uh, no, but this idea is a little off the wall. Okay. It's uh compared to what I've done in the past, so Oh, so it's like another uh Chris Gaines movie? No, it's not that crazy, I don't think. <laughs> it but it is related to something in my life. So lately I've been watching this show and my dad just kinda of put it on out of nowhere one day. It's called My Crazy X. And it's it's not a very good show. First of all, it's like bad. It's a Lifetime show, so like Lifetime Network. So if you've seen anything on there, like any of their movies or their shows, oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that might kind of tell you all you need to know about the quality. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, I like watching it, and I've kind of been addicted to it lately. Sometimes we get into those shows, yes. <laughs> and it's, it's like the same thing every time. It's definitely a guilty pleasure of mine. But basically, the show is like split up into three or four segments, and each segment's narrated by like a man or a woman telling a story from the past about their craziest exes. Mm-hmm. And their stories are like really over the top, but I think they're true actually. And I say that because um, you know people on there. No, but the thing it does is, and I didn't notice this at first. There'll be like a person narrating it in the episode. They'll be like in the hot seat talking about it, and then it'll cut to people acting out what happened. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like some of those old murder mystery shows. If you've seen those, like. Like real life murder shows, you know, yeah. and the the guy narrating or the girl narrating is always different than the actor. Or the actor is playing the part in the the segments, you know. So at first I didn't notice it, and then one I was just watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, they're different people. And it took me a little bit to notice it. It's one of those things. It's like so that's why I think it's real. I think the real person narrates it while the person who's um, the fake actor is in the the scenes and stuff to kind of flesh out the stories. But I do think they exaggerate some things Yeah. because crazy stuff happens. But that's what makes it fun. They're kind of addictive because they're fun to watch to see what the ex is going to do. You know? And it's interesting. So, um, like I said, I've been in this show. I've kind of been jamming out to it. But... (laughs) What does jamming out to it mean? I, I don't know. I just been it's you been, been like you put it on, you dance to it while they talk about their crazy accents. Yeah, yeah I've been vibing to it, Mark. But um, <laughs> some of the stories kind of fascinate me, even. And uh, while watching it, I, I, I um, th- there's actually this one story that I was like, if this didn't end like it does in real life, it would actually made for a really sweet romantic comedy. Okay. So I'm gonna give you my pitch. And 
It's going to be similar to what I saw in this episode, yeah, but yeah. I'm changing it because I want to do my version of it. You want to do the good version? The good version. And at the end of my pitch, I'll tell you where I deviated from the real story. I'm interested. So I, this, this is new. So this is my first adapted screenplay. Oh, yeah. whoa. <laughs> so I told you I was hoping to open up a new can of worms with this. So our story begins with a man named Jim proposing to his girlfriend, Carrie... Of two years on a beach at sunset. It's real romantic. And Jim is a hopeless romantic, you know. Yeah. He's always looking for that true love. And he doesn't always see red flags or bad parts of his relationships. Okay. You know, he's just kind of, he kind of just sees the good. You know, he's got rose-colored glasses on, I yeah. guess you could say. And and um, he's almost too much in love. But he's a good guy at his core. You know, he's, he's, he's a likable dude. Jim proposes. And the, the scene... Looks beautiful. You know, a sunset on the beach. I mean, how does it look better than that? That's a Nothing great thing. Nothing beats that, man. But Carrie turns him down because she, she'd she been uh, looking to break it off for a while. She likes Jim, but she's known for a while it wasn't, you know, going to be forever. Yeah. And she just didn't know how to break it to him. And th- she's like, well, I'm not going to marry you, you know. Like, I, that, I don't want to. That's her response? Well, she doesn't say it like that. But she, she breaks his heart, though, because, yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, she doesn't want to be forever. Jim did. So Jim's heartbroken. Carrie leaves him alone on the beach. And <laughs> as night falls, Jim throws his ring into the ocean and wishes just once his love life would work out. Just then, a beautiful woman washes up on the shore. And I'm talking, she's beautiful, like exotic looking. She looks like Gal Gadot. Like oh, yeah. In fact, Gal Gadot maybe could play her. The woman is wearing torn clothes. Obviously, she's been through some crap out on the ocean. You know, something happened. Jim notices that she can't speak English either. She just kind of come out of nowhere. Ty, I, I am so interested to find out what is real here and you what are? deviates. Yes. Oh, I I'm can't, like, what? I can't wait to tell you, Mark. I Yeah. Okay, keep going. I just want you to know that there's part of you where I'm like, wait. Is that real? Did that happen? <laughs> we'll see. So you got it. I'm really interested. So she seems uh, very happy to see him. And uh, she's uh, revealed, uh, she, she's just relieved to see a new person, you know, somebody that's that's there to help her. So Jim doesn't really know what to do, but he does know he wants to help her. So he brings her home with him for food, water, and shelter. The next day, Jim begins to talk with the woman. She's not a dog, Jim. What? She's not a dog. <laughs> I guess I did say it like that, kind of. Yeah, well, it's I like... didn't mean to. But well, she's okay. lost, and, you know, she doesn't know what to do. I mean, you think you'd call the authorities. Okay, but keep going. But then I was like, what? Yeah. I, okay, I'm interested, but what? No, there's a reason why they don't call the authorities, Mark. I'll get to it. So the next oh day... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the next day, uh, Jim begins to talk with a woman. Even though she can't speak English, he tries to pull out, you know, some info from her, like her name. He finds out her name is Mai, and she shows her her country, uh, where she's from, in an atlas he pulls out. And it's like this random island in the Pacific Ocean, a very small one. Okay. So, kind of a Pacific Islander. Uh, Jim realizes he isn't going to get much further with finding things out about my, you know, just talking with himself. Because he, he doesn't know what she's saying. So, Jim decides to call up on the help of the man who would have been his brother-in-law, Carrie's brother, Gage. Now, Gage is a history professor at the local community college. He's a little bit like Indiana Jones, but not as cool. But he is smart. Especially when it comes to languages. At first, Jim is hesitant to call Gage because it'd be awkward. But Gage is one of those people from the past 
with Carrie, he'd kind of like to keep. So Gage comes over. It's a little awkward at first. And Gage thinks Jim has moved on from his sister awfully fast with a possible mail-order bride. But Jim explains it isn't like that. He just needs Gage's help. Gage comes over, and with his translation help, they find out Mai came over on a ship and was promised a job here in America from these people that took her. You know, it's yeah. always been her dream to come to a place with a lot more people and a lot more opportunity. Because a remote island doesn't really get you very far. Even uh, though I'd like to live on a remote island, but anyway. <laughs> you know, Mark, it's kind of like Little Mermaid. You don't, you know, we always want what we don't have. It's true. Yeah. So okay. after getting on the ship, my soon learned that the men on the ship were really bad men. For better or for worse, their boat, their boat crashed, leading to my washing up on the shore. Almost kind of like a fairy tale. Now, my worried that men were after her, and she worries that the men would soon force her into the trick they originally were had her trapped in, you know. They're going to have her work for them as like like in a sweatshop or something, you yeah, know, something yeah. not good. Yes. Yeah. So Gage gets ready to leave and as he does, he talks with Jim outside. He says maybe Mai would be safer with the police, but obviously Jim knows if he turned her in jail, that would mean Mai would get arrested for, you know, being an illegal immigrant. And he doesn't want to do that either. And the, the, the men that my are, that are after my sound really dangerous. So, Jim, he disagrees. He says it wouldn't be right to put her in that situation. He knows harboring her is going to be tough, but he wants to try it. Even though it would be the wrong... It, it, even though uh, he, he just doesn't want to do the wrong thing. You know, he doesn't want to put her in danger. And he thinks... He, he kind of mistakenly thinks it's probably, she's probably safer with him. So, Jim disagrees. Uh, but, but like I say, he goes about his life, and the next day, Jim decides to take Maya out on the town. They go to the zoo. They eat at his favorite taco place. They do all these awesome things. It's kind of like the Little Mermaid, you know, when, a little bit when she's showing him, the, he's showing her the world. Yeah. And and I except it's in the city they live in, which would probably be somewhere in California, you know. Yeah, yeah. On the West Coast, and they're just having the best day, and they go about two weeks. They're in the clear. Things are good, but then Carrie, <laughs> Carrie finds out about them. Oh no, Mark! Carrie's not a good person. Carrie's the one that refused the uh, proposal. Yep. Okay. And Carrie gets jealous. She thinks he's dating my. Well, really, right now they're kind of just friends, and she calls the police. But as the police are there, I, I want to wake it so the bad men get there first and take. My away from from from, from sorry sorry from, from Jim and then Jim has to go gosh and get my on the docks I was thinking the final scene could be at the docks you know kind of where they met I am the so confused what is real here you are? none of this seems like it's plausible oh. but keep going Mark, don't worry we'll get to that this is I'm like like this is like one of the first ones where I like, yeah, like I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know how this is gonna like. This is based off a true story. Some of it, yeah. Okay, keep going. So, I'm I'm very invested. So Jim has this um this really great showdown at the docks with my, and I think Gage is gonna help him get to the docks because Gage feels bad that Carrie found out about this whole situation and got my, you know, in trouble. So. Jim is going to finally stand up for himself and do something really cool in his life 
and he ends up getting my way from these bad guys and I don't know if I want him to shoot the bad guys or, or what at the end. That was one thing I kind of had trouble thinking. But anyways, he gets rid of them for, you know, in some way. Maybe they get pushed into the ocean as well, and they wash up on another beach. Like, that might be kind of fun. Yeah. And then the movie ends up being, after a while, it kind of flashes forward in the future, and Jim and Mai do end up getting together, and they get married, so Mai can stay in the country. And that's how I wanted it to end. You know, I wanted her to find something, love, and also opportunity. And at the end, I also want my, like, one of my first English words to be, I love you, Jim, or something, you know. Yeah. Like, that'd be really sweet. And I also thought, wouldn't it be cool if the, the, the you know, the, the ring he threw into the ocean, if she found it and she got it for him at the end and brought it to him. Oh, yeah. That'd be really sweet, wouldn't it? That would be really nice. Yeah. So I, I just like this story because I thought, man, it's got everything. It's got all these, in, in the show, you know, it's got all these great setups for a possible, like, nice rom-com with maybe some action in there, too. Yeah. And and I really dug the idea. But here's where the story, the real story. So the thing about her washing up on the beach happened on the show. Okay. And um, he took her in and stuff. And um, one thing I didn't like, and I changed the names. I don't remember what the names were in the show, but I changed them because just because I wanted to make it my own a little more. Yeah. In in the show, he sleeps with her on the first night. So, uh, I, I didn't really like that. I thought that was yeah, kinda... especially if it's somebody who's like apparently like out of sorts. And... <laughs> yeah, and if, especially since I'm trying to make something more sweet, I don't know if I want to do that. And when he did that, I was like, ew, you know. <laughs> Like, yeah, that that's my that was what I was like. Why wouldn't you call the authorities? Yeah, like, like you, you I think he, you just don't take a person home. Yeah, yeah, but he's a hopeless romantic, Mark. Well, or he's a opportunity. <laughs> that's what I think. I think this guy, a I bit of a rapist. <laughs> the guy was more of a sicko. But anyway, in the show, um, they're kind of in love for a bit, oh but then he starts noticing some weird stuff with her, and he. he Ooh, that's the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. But what, what happens in the show is um, he finds a girl who knows how to speak her language at like just out in public because yeah. she hears her talking or something. And um, so that's how he transla- she translates it. And my, the, the character, that the, the girl, she makes up this whole story. None of it was true. And she turns out to be a criminal from like California, like Fresno, they said. And the whole time she was tricking her. And this girl that translated it was in on it, too. And it was just such a bummer ending. I was like, oh my gosh. Wait, so the, the girl, that, the translator and the girl yeah, were both in on it. It was crazy. How'd the guy find out? Oh, um, how did he, uh, something happened. I don't even remember now, but he, he like, he, he, he got, he, he found out somehow. I think he heard her speaking English or something. And he, no, the cops came first and then she spoke English. That's what happened. Because the cops found her and, um. There was also this shady guy going around in part of it, like, leaving numbers on, um, uh, like, numbers. Have you seen this girl with cell phone number, of number, you know? And it was a police officer, but he just looked like a shady dude. And it was funny because, like, somebody called that number, and then they found her there. And, <laughs> and um, they, they, I'm surprised he didn't get busted because... He's like, well, I didn't do anything illegal. I was just harboring somebody <laughs> at the end of it. And and you thought they were going to arrest him, but then they didn't, Mark. 
And she got arrested, and she turned out to be a terrible person. And she even tried to steal from him. Like well, she I would stole, think so. Yeah, that's what she was doing the whole time. And it was just like a sad ending. So what was she trying to steal? Like get into his like computers and stuff and bank account. Yeah, I know, Mark. People are bad. That that could also not only be a romantic movie, but you it could do it another this, way. Yeah. yeah, it could definitely be a horror movie. It could have. That's why you don't take strangers that you find washed up on the beach home. <laughs> I know. But, I mean, imagine how cool it would be if somebody like Gal Gadot washed up on your... Yeah, it was Gal Gadot. I might be tempted. That's why I'm thinking it'd have to be somebody like that, you know? Like, to where you'd be like, oh but my no, So he couldn't... Sp- they had sex the first night? Yeah, in the show. Not who, in my movie. No, no, but who, who initiated it? She did, to be fair. And I think she was just trying to trick him, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, once and She was really hot. The girl they had playing her was beautiful. She wasn't Gal Gadot pretty, but she was very pretty. Who would like? Who would you compare it to? Oh, I don't know. Mama Fratelli from the Goonies. No, no. <laughs> um, She's prettier than that. I gotta be honest with you. I was. It, it sounds like a good rom com. Uh huh. I could see. I could see people being interested in it. Uh-huh. I, I would greenlight it. Okay, thanks, Mark. I was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think a lot of my interest and investment here was uh-huh. like, this is supposed to be a true story. Yeah. Um, and then you, when you hear all that, it's like, that makes more sense. I Hollywood-sized it. You really... But, I mean, finding a person washed up, I mean... Mm-hmm. Why would you not call the police? Or call an ambulance? How do you know they're okay? Because she's going to look magical, Because she's so hot? Yeah, she right. is so hot, she can't <laughs> possibly have the bins. Yeah. I don't know if you could have the bins from washing on shore. What's, but what's the bins? The bins is what you get if you um, uh, when you dive too deep, uh-huh. and then if you come up too fast, it's like I think it's like air bubbles. In your oh, head. yeah, they call that the bins. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't see why you. I don't know. I don't know anything about. I, that. Hope I could she be doesn't wrong. Have those. I hope not either. Um, <laughs> I got the bins. I mean, yeah. I mean, but you know what? If <laughs> if it's really this whole like scam thing going on and. I would need the pen. Yeah, she. Yeah, it's true. She was obviously planning herself in the ocean in the real story. I, what? That is such a weird, convoluted plan. I know. Like, that's why I wonder if some of them are made up or not. But that's you know? the thing. Is like, like I wonder how much it's exaggerated in this show. I, I would. I would think no matter how beautiful the person is, mm-hmm. your instinct would be to call the authorities and make sure they get (laughs) the help they need like if i if i was walking around a town and i found it like obviously if it's near his home it can't be like a secluded area Uh uh-uh yeah you know i mean if you're in the middle of nowhere and there's nowhere else to go if you're Uh hours away from i mean that's different and in my movie you she he could take her to a doctor for a scene i had a story that kind of like that could work you do mark what really not, I mean, no, not like this, but I did, I did something once that people are like, you should never do that. But it's like, I felt so bad for the person. Yeah. So it gets really weird because I'm pretty sure she was in high school. But it was a super cold day in January. Uh-huh. I was going, I left work, I left home early to go to work because I was going to go to this bakery my friend was working at. I was uh-huh. going to get like some other food, try it. So I'm going there, and I'm at this stop sign, and this bus goes by, uh-huh. a school bus. And then this young girl goes running out of a shop, chasing the bus. 
Oh no. And it's like January in Des Moines, so it's like seven. It's like so cold it hurts out. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "What? And like, what are you supposed to do here?" Yeah. It puts you in that position where it's just like, it looks bad for a person to to drive up and offer a ride. Uh-huh. Plus, like, I don't know what she's capable. I don't know this person. Yeah. But it's like, but do I leave them outside in seventeen degree weather? Uh huh. So in hindsight, I may have, you know, I don't, I what I didn't know what the right thing to do was. Uh-huh. I didn't feel like I could ignore it. So I offered this girl a ride to school, and uh-huh. I drove her to school, and I dropped her off, made sure she got there. But I didn't know her; she didn't know me. Yeah. So it's obviously there's a lot going on there where it's really not smart. Uh-huh. I'll admit that. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, everybody should do it. Yeah. But it's it was so cold. And I, I knew she needed to get something. I was like, what do I do here? Yeah. You know, do I... Are you really supposed to ignore that? Well, I think your heart was in the right place. My heart was in the right... But it definitely could have blew up in my face. Yeah, it I mean, have. even if a person's heart is in the right place, she could have came and said... I'm on Dateline or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> she could have came to me and she was like, you know... Uh, this guy picked me up and then he pulled this on me. And then I'd be like, no, I didn't do that. They're like, why are you picking up high school girls? Ah! <laughs> you know, you know and like suddenly it's just it's like, well, true. I don't normally, but it's, I was trying to help her. Yeah. Um, and I don't, no, I genuinely felt so bad. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't want to ignore that. No, I, I got you, Mark. Um, and, and at least you didn't, I mean, you took her to school too. There's a lot, you know. No, it's again at yeah. both sides. I mean, she could have gotten a car with a guy who could have taken her anywhere yeah, and killed her. Person, yeah, yeah, so. which I did not do. Of course, she got there fine, but there, there is that. I get it. There's, it's kind of one of those things. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. like in a high, like I would, and if the same, if the same situation happened to you, I'd be like, I, I don't know that I would do that. Yeah, but it, when you're in that moment, and you see the person. It's like I, I can't ignore this. Yeah. Uh, so I get that, but I also. Wouldn't have brought her to my house, you know. <laughs> this guy's kind of an idiot, I think. But. Well, that's the thing too, where it's just like if you, even if she, if you see a beautiful woman washed up on shore, you, you're taking her home. I mean, you're planning. Uh, you're like, man, maybe she'll be so thankful she'll want to hook up. And maybe I can did, score. Uh, that, yeah, it was like a <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. That, that was gonna say that. That's gonna be an episode of Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> they 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 see this and they try it. It's, but it's not that. It's like some crazy lady on the yeah. street that they're they bring home. It's like, are you ready to are you ready to do it? And like she's just going through all their pills and everything. Anyway, I liked your I liked your pitch. Oh, I, thanks, Mark. I realize it needs and it's one of those pitches. The more I read it, the more I'm like, oh man. No, I thought it was good. I, I, I loved it at the beginning of it, and then the more I read, I was like, oh, I liked it. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate. I it. I thought it was good. I, I think, thought it was a good. The only thing I would change is uh-huh. at the end. Yeah. Because you don't want him killing... Like, he can't be a murderer. Yeah. So you can push... Maybe maybe you push the guy in the ocean and get... Well, no, shirt. it's the cops come in. Oh, yeah. The cops, and it turns out they were after those guys. The they probably time. were, yeah. Yeah, and so the cops arrest them, uh-huh. or kill them, and they're like, yeah, they've been running this operation, and they're going to help that girl, and maybe she can get in illegally, Yeah. and she wants to stay with him anyway. That's a good idea. There you go. So she doesn't need to marry him to stay in the country. She's already... But they help her. Um, And that's... They're like, yeah, they're like traffickers. And they were trying to stop them. That's true. Uh, That's a good idea, Mark. Teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. 
Let's go find a lady out the beach. Let's go to Sailorville and find some ladies. I just really want to date Gal Gadot. If you guys, I don't blame you. Who else? Oh, Alexander Daddario. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, Sydney Sweeney. I don't even know who that is. She's pretty. Anybody else? Oh, there's a bunch, Mark. I just really like pretty actresses. I found. I think we all do. Jessica Alba. When I was a kid. She's not around much anymore. And then Megan Fox, and then it's just been it's been it's it's what about Haley? Uh, oh, uh, Satfield or whatever. Oh, Steinfeld. Oh my gosh, yes. I don't know. She's wearing. So, I can't. I cannot believe she was the little girl from um, True Grit. Yeah, I could not believe that was her when I found out. But I, I just adore her as an actress. She's so so fun. Stand she up, is. Tom Cheney. God, that movie's so good. It is. I'm looking I for a man of true good. I like how she. So <laughs> just so everybody that's listening, uh, this is the last episode of Pitch and Ten. Next week, I'm going to talk about gargoyles, and Jacob will talk about True Grit. It's going to be pitching gargoyles. Pitch, true I, grit. Did I ever tell you I want to write a Into the Rooster Cogburn universe? Yeah, you did, I think. <laughs> it's John Wayne and uh, oh, the other and one, Jeff Chief. Bridges. Yeah, That'd be who, great. Who else would play a different Rooster Cogburn? Clint oh, Eastwood man. could be one. He'd be a good one. Who else? Oh, um, I'm trying to think. Who would be a good one from Jackie Chan? Yeah, Jackie Chan would be a fun one, definitely. Um. Well, uh, uh, Denzel Washington. Oh yeah. Yeah, he'd be a good he'd be a good Rooster Cogburn. Um I'm trying to think who else? Who else? You could go on, honestly. You could make so many Mark. Adam Sandler is a goofy one. <laughs> we did a Charlize Theron. Oh yeah. That's that's Would she great. be a rooster or a hen cogburn? She'd be a hen cogburn. That'd be funny. Anyway. Your movie gets green light. I was really interested. I'll tell you one thing. I'm more interested in the show because I was like, what is it, happening? It's, it's kind of funny. Like, it's a guilty pleasure, Mark. Oh, I love good guilty pleasure <laughs> yeah. shows. But anyway, that was a great pod, or great, great pitch oh, on green light. So, and tomorrow at 5 Central Time, what drops? The episode of my other podcast. I forgot the name. First in line. <laughs> sponsored by Vital Cup Records. And it is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Part one. Yeah. No, well, yeah. Part one of the, the movie. Not. I'm not splitting my podcast up. Yes, two but we knew it was part one, yep, right? Yep, I'm not ruining did. anything. Oh, no. They, they have bailed that a long time ago. Yeah, I thought yep. so. Yep. And it was crazy. So, anyway. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate uh, if you are enjoying this. If you do enjoy hearing us ramble on and you like our pitches, make sure you like, subscribe, share it with your friends. And get ready for Gargoyles. And Yes. And then also, maybe I'll do a Gargoyles pitch one day. But also, make sure you share it with your friends because we got to get to the uh, the pitch that started it all. Uh-huh. That we, uh, we should work on that one day just we to, so we're to. ready to go. Yeah. How many million of uh, listeners do we have so far? Oh, well, I think it's around one, Mark. Oh, yeah. That's, that's... Not, not million, just yeah. one. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but we'll get there. <laughs> and we want to share the pitch that we have a pitch in our pockets that we are waiting to flip out. But we got to make sure we have enough people to make it worth our while. Yeah. So come on. Get that up there, people. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> thank you so much. We had a great time. <laughs> Go see your movies in the theaters, and I am Mark. And I'm Jacob. All right, thank you.